films created by a diverse range of voices? Sequels, reboots, spin-offs, remakes, and more of the things you already love. Obvious, obviously. Brendan and Nick present that movie you like. The sequel. Welcome to Who Framed That Movie You Like, the great new podcast where we look at classic films, then pitch you the sequels that you just cannot live without. I am Brendan the Bison. I'm Nick. I'm really tired and I can't come Nick up with anything Narwhal. to do. Nick Narwhal. There we go. I like that. Thank you for <laughs> no saving worries. me there. And this week we're doing, if you haven't guessed yet, we are doing... Every moment they were together was a new adventure in trouble. Hide me, Eddie! Please! It's a motion picture about friendship. Please, Eddie! Don't tell me I'm making a big mistake! Love. Compassion. Well, I'm 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 sorry I yanked your ears. All the time you yanked my ears? Murder. Marvin Acme. A rabbit cacked him last night. Remember, you never saw me. Sex. I'd do anything for my husband, Mr. Valiant. Anything. And violence. Tunes gets him every time. You wouldn't have any idea where the rabbit might be? Got a thing for rabbits, huh? The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers. It's a comedy a little different from all the rest. I'm a pig! I'm a tomb! I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. But tell me, Eddie, is that a rabbit in your pocket or you just happy to see me? Touchstone Pictures and Steven Spielberg present a Robert Zemeckis film. We tunes may act idiotic, but we're not stupid. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yes. So, you hadn't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit before this one, right? This one, had somehow again, it's one of these ones that I am ashamed to point out that was under my radar and I knew of it and I wanted to see it, but I just never got around to it. So. Because it totally, to me, because I know you're into animation and yeah. things, like, it totally just seemed like a movie that you would be all over. So You'll probably get this from me gushing about animation in general throughout my pitch and also talking about Richard Williams, who was the lead animator on this as well. I really, really should have seen this years ago. Because <laughs> I saw it as a child. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, in some ways is probably too young to see it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, there's, there, don't get me wrong. There are bits in it that I recognise and I've seen yeah, through- okay bits and pieces so i i'm aware of it and yeah. things like corridor crew again to rave on those guys they did a whole segment about how they did some of the special effects and yeah. things and yeah basically about- they did special effects and drew over the top of them yeah well <laughs> it, bumping the light having yeah. like actual hoses spitting water out all this all this yeah. stuff yeah so it's it's mad yeah it's, it's crazy impressive filmmaking yeah um, and 
Yeah, Robert Zemeckis, who oh, yeah, yeah. is always coming in and uh, whether you like all of his things or not, uh, like obviously I'm a big fan of Back to the Future. Yep, he did Polar Express as well. Yeah, though, he also did Forrest Gump, which I'm not a big fan of. So yeah. <laughs> and Castaway, which also not a big fan of. So yeah. like, but he always takes big swings, like Beowulf, another yeah. one where like it was a big swing. <laughs> I am worth a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Maybe it didn't 100 percent work yeah, for me, but it's a weird it, movie. But, but again, he's always trying cool stuff, and with this, arguably maybe was the biggest thing that he had. Try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's pretty mad impressive, actually, just even when you get to the end and, you know, they're doing the real guy in an animated world. Yeah. Like, that. that's when it, everything flips around and it goes absolutely off the chain. And it looks so much better than, like, most similar things of the time. Like, I, I feel like a lot of 90s PC games where yeah. you would be like... Well, it looks it, a lot better than movies that were coming out as late as the, as the 90s with their animation and, and things that done on, a, like, a Windows desktop. Well, I think that's a really key thing because, like, if you look at similar things where, like, something like Space Jam, mm. where it's computer animation, essentially, but with 2D stuff, but yes. then much easier to add the shading, much easier to add all of those things. Whereas yes. Roger Rabbit, they just drew all that. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. It's just all drawn. I mean, like, this, this is, again, it sort of speaks to how I hadn't watched this before, but I was watching that opening sequence where it's essentially doing an old Looney Tunes come Disney mix match thing with a baby and, and a rabbit yeah. um, doing the thing. Like, this guy was showing off like all hell, <laughs> right? So, just to, like, I saw things like there were reflections in the floor. Yeah. Like, you're not only drawing this thing, you're drawing it twice- Another thing that I was really impressed with through that whole sequence as well, which does lean more into the Disney method of doing things than the Warner Brothers, which they're aping on. They're animating on ones, oh, okay. which yeah. which means you, you're aware of this, but just yeah. for our listeners, which means you're actually drawing one frame for every frame of film. Yeah, so which I guess you have to yeah. when you're when they're next to live action people who are moving on similar kind of frame rates. I would guess arguably like- yes. Spider Verse actually gets away with this in a weird way. Um, yeah, because, but that doesn't have yeah. real people. Like I no, think that's the key. No, but you do have like some characters animated on ones acting next to characters animated on yeah. twos, and the effect kind of works. Yeah, um, but I think that's an artistic choice versus in this. I think yeah. like. It's a reality of making these characters believable. Is yes. they have to be moving as smoothly as the human people are moving, or you would that, have that some is problems. that is a point. I, although I would still argue that in that opening sequence, there would have been moments where it would have been acceptable to animate on twos. Yeah, it does have its advantages. It does make the movement a little bit more snappy. Like there's just this subliminal thing yeah. about it that actually makes th- those movements work in a different way. Yeah, but yeah, like just yeah. the reflections, the camera moves. Man. But I, I think like, the re- I think the reflections while impressive, yeah. must also be to cover up the things that are moving that would be reflected also, right? So well, yeah. You'd have to draw, oh, draw the reflections because otherwise you'd have those metal arms that are moving oh, things in oh, the but reflection. That's, but that's or it. This wasn't the- even like in a, on a live set. This was just in that drawn... Um, opening animated, oh, got you. animated got session. You. Yeah. And there's just like camera moves where the camera is literally panning around and the background's painted flat, but it's obviously yeah. just this massive, weird perspective grid that they've drawn. One of Richard Williams's styles, I think, was he would always do these really interesting geometric tiled floors. And then as you can see, when you're moving the camera around it, the perspective changes. And so there's all these weird lines going off in all directions. And it's a bit trippy to, yeah. to think about just trying to draw that. <laughs> so, so you've jumped straight into the technology. Yes. Sorry. We, yes. we're, gonna, we're assuming everyone's seen this movie, but yeah. as we know, Nick hasn't seen it. So I'm going to yeah, just quickly run us through what the story is. For that's a, people, that's a wise decision. For, just probably. for people that maybe haven't seen it. 
I think I feel like everyone's seen it, but again, you hadn't. So, oh, we, yeah. we'll assume. Yeah, um, the guy so, in the movie podcast hasn't yeah. seen how to, you know, <laughs> like, reframe Roger Rabbit. One of the biggest <laughs> movies around animation ever yes. created. But yeah, so we have Roger, who is one of our two lead characters, and he is a animated actor. Mm. That's, I guess, the best way to explain him. So in this world, cartoons are real people, yep. like humans are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's an animated actor, but he's not doing the best uh mm-hmm. he's struggling with his job a little bit uh the key thing that's really blowing the scene that he's in is he he keeps hitting himself in the hand and getting tweety birds and things instead of stars yep so they want to try to help him and they they know that what's kind of going on is he's got these concerns over what's been going on with his wife mm-hmm. um who is jessica rabbit who is not a rabbit no. um, just she, she just adopted his surname yeah and married, yeah so. she is a insanely proportioned woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, we'll talk about the horny animators yeah <laughs> Yeah, and she's very much kind of like the sexy starlet kind of character. Yeah, and so well, very, very much like harkening back to that nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties Max Fleischer yes. look. Yeah, so and then so that leads to our other main character being brought in, Eddie Valiant, played by Bob Hoskins, who is a detective, and he's and tr- he hates tunes. Yeah, and he starts by looking into this this stuff with his wife, and it turns into a bigger conspiracy that he. Had, Roger are both drawn into. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it, but it's like a big noir mystery type production, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a There's very a- interesting contrast to put film noir, black film, yes. in with like bright, colorful Looney Tunes. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- and, and there's a whole bunch of twists. I guess the key real character motivation for Eddie Valiant is he's, he used to be a police officer with his brother in specifically like a toon squad. Yep. And his brother was killed by a toon who they've never caught who dropped a piano on him. Yep. And he's washed up now. And yeah. oh, oh, and a, a, a life, well, a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> arguably not functioning. No, arguably not functioning. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And that's the big, that, I guess that's the, overall story i don't think we need to go into the details of the story too much more than that unless there's specifics you want to talk about but i mean i think when the the bigger mystery comes up some of the deaths i guess are pretty brutal yeah so the (laughs) the other thing i guess that's going on the background is there's this new judge in town judge doom and he has worked out a way to kill toons something previously thought impossible and he uses a thing called the dip yep and he dips cartoons into it and they don't come back out well they basically melt because yeah. it's, it would, uh, it's, it's acetone and a few other things so it's literally just melting paint and, yeah yeah and funnily enough judge doom has just started appearing at disney world as part of their halloween thing and oh, okay. he actually melts a tune in the like a, a, as part of his meet and greet so <laughs> wow that because yeah i felt so so sorry for that shoe like yeah. they animated that thing looking real cute yeah <laughs> and obviously then there's a whole other thing of like oh well, there's another shoe out there that yes. now is missing its brother. And, oh, that's that's really sad. It is. And so- the, the cartoon... We're jumping all over the place because yeah, there is so much going on in this... No, I, there's so much going on in this movie. But the cartoons as well, this is one of the only movies to combine a whole bunch of characters from different places. So yeah. you've got Disney characters, you've got Warner Brothers Looney Tunes characters, you've got Hanna-Barbera characters in there, you've yep. got some older characters who I don't even know who they belong to, like Betty Boop. Fleischer. Yeah, okay, that's yep. it, still under Fleischer. Yeah, so yep. you've well, got- I mean, he, he, his copyright went yeah, somewhere. So, I don't know if it's public domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they've got all these different characters and they all exist because they all live in this place, Toontown, that we do kind of catch a glimpse of at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And- they're actors. Well, they're not all actors. So I guess they all kind of 
begin as actors, but some of them have other jobs. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the sun comes up in Toontown and it's a singing face and yeah. everything. So it's like, okay, you, you just exist as the and Betty Boop is now a waitress, as are yep. a lot of the penguins from Mary Poppins, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you've got. He does work in Toontown, but you've got Droopy running an elevator. Um, <laughs> yes, that was quite amusing. <laughs> and and a whole bunch of just other characters that you would never expect to see together. Yeah, um, well, having Daffy Duck and Donald Duck playing piano against yeah. each other was just... Because you were talking yeah. about Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, which is kind of an interesting yeah. scene. Well, but- I, I did... I mean, there is a scene you have Bugs Bunny yeah. and Mickey Mouse in the same frame, which just, like... Looking at the rivalry between Disney and Warner Brothers is just yeah. insane, right? Yeah, like, but it's it's played fairly safe. Like, yeah. but Donald and Daffy, yes. like they really just go balls to the wall with it and just yes. lead into it so hard. <laughs> yeah. and Who can understand what this guy's saying? Yeah, you know? and they they, they understand Daffy, sorry. both characters like fantastically, and you've got. Because they're well, both cartoon like, ducks, but they're very different characters. But, but also, and like, Daffy Duck is very much that 1940s Daffy yeah, Duck, which exactly. is when the movie's yeah, the set really as well. Yeah, really specific one. Yeah. yeah. So, He's yeah. got the longer yeah. um, thing. <laughs> yeah. That kind of- and the sound effects. Yeah. 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 He's that crazier- Because Daffy Duck these days tends to be a bit dry and sarcastic, whereas that Daffy Duck was manic. Like, yes. And, yes. and that works really well for this scene, because they're mm. kind of- battling pianos right yeah, so, yeah, yeah 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 it's it's really cool and it just gets bigger well, and bigger it's famously they never finish their act yeah. they go out after blowing each other up in this version <laughs> that we see so, yeah. I, I mean i remember just from re- just from like i think chuck jones's tenure over daffy duck and bugs bunny he would often say that he he would dream of being bugs bunny but in real life he was daffy and yeah. so daffy everything just goes wrong yes and bugs obviously just everything works out for him so yeah yeah, yeah. I can and i feel like relate. a lot of that for daffy <laughs> and, Bu- and bugs too they were much more similar characters to each other in those early days and then yeah. as they were paired they yes. kind of went off in those u- more yeah. unique directions like there was always aspects of those yeah da- there, Daffy but- became a lot more hapless right yeah. he just could not catch a break because in the early yeah. days he was like Bugs and he was outsmarting oh, all yeah. the other guys and, yeah. yeah. but as soon as you paired them up then Daffy became the the comedic foil of Bugs so yes. yeah. it was always great actually seeing yes. those two together oh and, and Bug- <laughs> Bugs Bunny is just the best I love- yeah. yeah anyway but it's so cool <laughs> to see like all these characters getting we got Dumbo in like another scene oh yeah, they, yeah. they've loaded him out. out the window yeah. and stuff yeah. to a different studio and mm. it's just so fun seeing all those characters oh, Tweety Bird and then yeah. at the end of that final shot at the end like everyone that you could possibly imagine yeah. you've got Tom and Jerry in there you've got um, like so much Porky of that Pig. is so much of that is such a coup as well like we, yeah. we thought I mean I thought Ready Player One was a big deal like yeah. as far as just the legal teams involved <laughs> trying to get that to work but yeah just- every now and again you get this sort of thing that happens so Ready Player One I think is another really good example yeah uh, where they, people just make it happen, and yeah. I think because usually, like we've seen it in kind of Space Jam, but then it's all Warner Brothers properties. Yes. Whereas in this, it's everything. Yeah, and Ready Player One, it's kind of everything as yeah. well. Like well you've got- I mean, it's like seeing those crossovers of Marvel and DC when they bump into yeah. each other. So it's, the only yeah. other one that I can imagine remember on like a similar scale is actually the Muppet Babies, because right. that always had. Uh, I think because Jim Henson was just really good friends with people, he would be like, "Oh, can I use some." like footage from Star Wars in this episode <laughs> and he would and I think that's why you can't watch Muppet Babies anywhere anymore because yeah, all of that licensing probably is really hard there's to there's gotta be manage. so much lost stuff based on like you can't yeah. pay royalties to everybody because you ever promised it yeah so yeah. but I think for me as a kid that was the stuff that rang out to see characters that you never saw together mm. outside of 
uh, cartoon all-stars come to the rescue, the mm-hmm. the drug promotional video that had Digitals and Garfield and stuff. But mm-hmm. outside of that, like, you never saw these characters together. So seeing them here was something kind of special as a kid. Yeah. And then as an adult, you kind of realise there's so much more in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You. There is... There is a moment where I thought, like, I'm kind of happy I didn't see this as a kid. Yeah. But, like- You take different things from you, it. You yeah. take different things from it. But on the other hand, I think it would have been better had I have seen it as a kid because- Yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely loved it growing up. Yeah. And- I don't know when I first saw it, but I was pretty little because I remember yep. having like a figurine of Baby Herman and yep. a figurine of, of Roger. Yeah. And I must have only been five or six. Like, yeah, I, I remember like oh, toys or something of Roger Rabbit. Like he was, he was. There were. I was aware of him. Yeah. But he, the the yeah. suction cup Roger Rabbits were a fairly big thing. Oh, that yeah, you would that's see what it was because it was in the back of Granddad's car. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. So because it was that kind of post Garfield, so you yeah. had you had Garfield, and that started the whole sticky toy craze and Roger was firmly in that period but I think Roger merchandise and across the years like there's been some pop figures and and odd things but I think he's not really a toy juggernaut though yeah well I think he's hard to license because I think he's owned by a couple of different um, well creatives from what I can tell it's Amblin which is Steven Spielberg and Disney that yes because it's on the movie's on Disney plus so you can watch it there yeah but yeah it's it's and Amblin is typically more linked to Universal so I think that's where some of that stuff becomes difficult because I I get the feeling that this was just Steven Spielberg pulling every favour he had yeah because uh, Roger Rabbit used to be a big part of the Disney theme parks but Mm -hmm. he disappeared and I think <laughs> who disappeared, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and I think that was related to some of that licensing stuff because he is hard to. Yeah, and, and like he, it's just I think hard to track down. And I wonder if maybe that's why a sequel never came about because well, getting everyone to cooperate again with d- different people in charge. Well, and- just wait until Disney buys everything. And yeah. Then we'll-, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I think do you know what I mean? Like yeah. later on, like even if it was made five years later, it could have been completely different people involved in bringing it all together, and you had to yeah. have a certain group of people that believed in this movie yeah. and were willing to probably do a lot of favours because they couldn't have possibly paid for all of these characters no. because the movie would never have been made. Like, no. Um, well, and, and, I mean, you couldn't necessarily owe royalties to them either. To be fair, though, they are getting away with a fair bit of the particular style of the characters because they are of that 1930s yes. era. So yeah. they may have a bit of w- wriggle room there yeah. as far and as- And I like, think it's great advertising. Yeah. Like, if you've got Bugs Bunny in what was going to be one of these yeah. massive movies of the, the year, even yeah. if it's not a Warner Brothers movie, that's good for Warner Brothers. Well, that's like- it. And, I mean- <laughs> And that's what I mean. Like, you look at Bugs's style in the movie, and yeah. he's got that very sloped he, head, and his cheeks don't puff out nearly yeah. as much as they do in his he's, modern He's long, lanky like, Bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not that... Probably the one that many of people our age relate to is that 90s Bugs, that he's yeah. still kind of how he looks most of the time today. And, yeah, yeah. well, um, that, that Space Jam Bugs. Yeah, like, you Space know, Jam that, Bugs. And, yeah. like, he has had a few redesigns in modern years, but I think most people still... If you ever see, like... Merchandise. It's yeah. typically that night. He's kind of just like he's, he's become very he's become very angular in like the web comic yeah. sort of look. And now, I think so. he's a, he's a bit like Mickey Mouse. He's lost some of his edge. He's, and he's, he's, kind of he's more of a trademark mascot. now. Than like, yeah. like, like Mickey Mouse isn't. I wouldn't say a character anymore. He shows up in in kids shows and things, but he's not really got any not like he characteristics to. to himself or yeah. anything. Yeah, he's he's just a dude. Although the modern Mickey Mouse shorts are pretty amazing. So I need to yeah, I do need to watch. They are more pretty of those. amazing because yep. they do harken back to that older Mickey, but mm. but you're right. Like typically he's a mascot <laughs> these days. Yeah. Like yeah. interestingly, he comes into the public domain next year. Yeah. Well, let's see if it actually happens. That's, that's, called, <laughs> for, that's called foreshadowing, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we'll see if it, I'm not convinced it'll happen, but we'll see we'll see what we'll see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. 
Hey, did you? I didn't really say it. I get a feeling. Did you yeah. like the movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, it's one of those things. I definitely have to watch it again. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it, I was, my mind was just reeling with like, that's incredible. Just to really nerd out on the animation. Like there, there's this whole talk of bumping the light and it's, yeah, you bump the light, the light is moving, which yeah. means the shade on the actual drawing is moving. It's just, just the amount of work yeah. involved in making this thing work and it costs it's a lot just, of money to make this movie yeah, in the end like, like it's, in, uh, it's just it's just some ins- he was asking a lot of his animators yeah and, and, and they delivered from everything i've seen in like making songs they weren't even 100 percent sure it was gonna work yeah. like they were just making up because there, there, so there is one done. there is one fault i noticed where there's like an exposure issue where eddie is standing at a car and you can actually see the car through him oh so, okay. so there's like one shot or something that didn't quite work out but yeah. it's forgivable because you yeah. can go and, go, and oh, i've okay. seen this movie like, like oh that's how they did it I don't know how many times, and I've never noticed it. So, yeah. um, like, I think that kind of shows how much it is. Yeah, I think they just mucked up one of the exposure passes or something. Yeah. So, yeah. You did mention, because there are a few different versions of this movie out there as mm-hmm. well. Specifically, there is a version that, to, to my knowledge, is is not available anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the version up until Laserdisc came out, and Laserdisc brought a lot of new things with it, including higher definition. Mm. And there's this very specific scene where Jessica Rabbit falls over and her her legs kind of come up. And <laughs> in previous VHS versions, you couldn't see anything because the quality wasn't there. But on, yeah. on Laserdisc, you could. And so oh. after Laserdisc, that has been erased. Yeah, um, I imagine but, it has. <laughs> but there are Laserdiscs out there if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, it's I just mean, interesting. Let's, let's, to- like, you know, this is one of the things where it's like I was kind of making fun of fairies back in you know American <laughs> Werewolf but I think the term now is like Toonies yeah. or something so yeah not to King Shame but still it's it's a it's a strange fixation that these <laughs> horny animators yeah. have because and it, it's like a frame or two I'm, yeah. I'm guessing oh, well, that's, that's all it. an animator wants yeah. right they just want to put like something in for one twenty fourth of a second yeah. and that's it and maybe yeah. just to say that they've done it I don't know yeah they, it's definitely in that space there's always of- frames you can freeze there's certainly one in I think there's uh, Rescuers has what, one was it The Road to El Dorado or something oh, okay. there's, there's this really like it could be translated as lewd if you take that frame oh. in isolation but yeah there's, there's a rescuers one where there's straight up pornography in a window oh, um, in the background and they zoom past it so fast you can't see it but i think it, in the, like- i think in star wars in the cockpit of the tantive four which is the first starship you see in star wars yeah there's like a porn magazine in the, oh, in the, in the window yeah. you can't see it but yeah they and they make a big joke of it oh it's in there similarly to kind of i guess these lasers which probably have some value there's a a fairly valuable version of Little Mermaid on VHS where the castle on the cover looks oh, a lot like a penis. Yeah, <laughs> um, a bit phallic, so, yes. Yeah, so there's all of these kinds of things in well, there. Uh, the, the, actually, I can kill this rumour as well. There's a rumour that in The Lion King, Simba flops on a bunch of flowers and they blow off into the air. Yeah, and, it says something, right? And, 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 well, they say it, it does. It's, yeah. And people have said, oh, it says sex, and it's actually... Well, I mean, it could be read as that, <laughs> but it actually was them trying to write SFX as in special effects. Oh, okay. Because they were like throwing <laughs> off, like, look probably, at all these little p- uh, particles we're throwing through. Probably should have thought that through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, th- but this is the thing, like, because you're working in animation and because you've got yeah. such a large Group staff, of people, usually, yeah. you know- all, People stick stuff in. There's definitely yeah. someone, like, like, I worked on a film down in Hobart. I was just an art department att- attachment, nothing special. But I was putting little THX 1138 jokes anywhere I could just because I thought, oh, that's a bit of fun, a bit of George Lucas (laughs) fan servicey. But I don't think anything ever showed up, but it was just funny to think, oh, yeah, it's hidden in there. Yeah, and and animators, let's, like, 
some some people that work in animation are kind of weird. <laughs> they they yeah. have weird sense of humor. Yeah, but, well, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like it though. <laughs> they, well, yeah, they've had a couple of like people who've been cancelled. Like, I mean, Jordan Lasseter, Dan Harmon came back from the brink. Yeah, of it, certainly. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Is it? John Kay, the Red Simbi guy, um, oh, yeah. he, he's probably the most famous one, yeah. I think, and, and pro- arguably one of the sketchiest ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, but, well, Royland as well. He's he's a bit in the but it's like question any, basket any at the moment. Industry, but, you're gonna have creeps, right? So, yeah, I know uh, that, but it's it's just a weird thing that it seems to be a pervasive thing sometimes that yeah, rises think, to the top in these sort of films. Yeah, but I think it's any entertainment industry because That's it's true, that mixture yeah. of being a creep and everyone telling you you're doing an amazing job. I think it's <laughs> like those two things coming coming together and unfortunately yeah this is what happens i suppose yeah um, i suppose and, and you get hopefully that. the hopefully the world's getting better you get that um, yeah well i mean i think people are a bit more aware of yeah. what sexual harassment is and yeah. not to do it so yeah. anything else on the movie uh, <laughs> yeah i should probably actually talk about the movie <laughs> no just if if you guys are really interested in taking a deep dive in this look up the animated survival kit it was actually a book written by richard williams and it details all of the things he learned because he was he was one of the last people to be able to apprentice under the nine old men, the original animators at yep. Disney, and distill a lot of their knowledge back from that. Brad Bird was another guy who who learned under that regime, yeah. and he went on to make The Incredibles and a yeah. few other things. Iron Giant. Yeah. Yeah, so, and another th- interesting thing with Richard Williams was he was, he was basically making this animated piece solo called The Thief and the Cobbler. Okay. It's this Arabian Nights style thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's a interesting project because it has since it never he never finished it, but he it did get a f- someone tried to kind of finish it and it's that particular print is this really 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 bizarre mix. Oh, I've of, seen this. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of god tier <laughs> animation and absolute crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I've seen this. Other end of the scale. Um, so, yeah. There's <laughs> also if you're intru- well, there's actually a couple of things that are on Disney Plus. So. On Disney Plus with Roger Rabbit, you can actually watch the same making of that comes with the DVD and the Blu-ray yes. is in their extra section, and it's a re- quite a good making of. Oh, okay, it came out like at the time that the mm. movie came out, oh, and yeah. it's it's quite good. It's yep. worth a watch. And then there's an episode of I forget what their show is, but it's it's the show where they go into like the Disney Vault, and there's a Roger Rabbit episode, oh, okay. and so they're both worth checking oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, there were a few shorts I think they made as well. Yes, oh, that was one thing I was going to say about Thief and the Cobbler. Before I forget, the reason we got Disney's Aladdin is because Jeffrey Katzenberg was being a bit shitty okay. and, and wanted to screw Richard Williams over, so he wanted to get his Arabian Nights movie out before he could. Ah, uh, gotcha. So that was a bit of a dick move, but yep. still. But yeah. we got Aladdin, um, I suppose. <laughs> we got Aladdin, and we got the genie as yeah. well, and, you know, that was, that was good. And then we got the later live-action superior version yeah. of Aladdin, and too. I mean, so. and, I mean, Thief <laughs> and the Cobbler is still out there. You can watch it. Like I say, some of the animation is god-tier, and you can really see his, like eye for ge- geometry and things like that just cool. in the, the tiles and things like I was talking I don't know about, if so. I've ever watched the whole thing like, yeah. I, but I've definitely seen bits it's, from it's, it it's probably more of a, a technical thing to view at this at this stage because yeah. like I say he never finished it but some of the some of the concept shots he got was just insane like just spreads of detailed backgrounds that fill an entire warehouse floor kind of huge it's insane cool yeah uh, I'm interested because you're obviously despite the fact that you've never seen Roger yeah. Rabbit you're quite a big animation fan yes. and I think I've put a few little easter eggs in my script that will tickle your whistle <laughs> um, so excellent shall we sell out and- yes please let's sell out Sequel creation. Looks like they've ordered a sequel. Three. We all sell out every day. Two. Perpetuate this cycle of money, grief, fascism, and triviality. One. Show me the money. 
sequel incoming. I didn't, I didn't sell out, son. I bought in. It's 1995. We open on the King Hiss Room, a club run by celebrity toon MC Scat Cat. <laughs> Do you know MC Scat Cat? He rings a bell. He's from the Paula Abdul video, Opposites Attract. Oh, right. <laughs> he came out in the late 80s, so he would have been a little bit past his prime by 1995, yep. which is kind of why I think he's opened the King Hiss Room. Yep. Might, might remind you of another celebrity's nightclub that also features a snake. <laughs> Righto. Uh some hot young tunes like Beavis and Butthead, The Rugrats, and Doug line up to face the bouncer. Paparazzi crowd around taking photos. Two small CGI figures argue with the bouncer. I swear, our movie's coming out soon. It's Woody and Bo Peep. Yeah, sure. My new shorts go straight to Cartoon Network, huh? Get out of here, Uncle Kelly Bailey. Two Ds only. <laughs> the paparazzi go crazy as a crew of hot young things walk straight past the line. Simba the Jonathan Taylor Thomas version, oh, yes. struts up. One paw on the waist of Dot from Animaniacs. Bart Simpson and Max Goof follow. Johnny Bravo, how's it going, man? Hey. Green, <laughs> Mr. Simba. Come on, Pat. <laughs> Save the mister for old Simba. I'm the young, cool Simba, buddy. Sorry, Simba. Have a great night. They sit down in the dim club. Other tunes and the occasional human indulge around them. They sit down and do a shot, steam spraying out of their ears. So, what perilous adventures do you have for us tonight, Simpson? I got something real good off Stimpy, man. Eraser dust. Wow. Isn't that kind of dangerous? Max asks. Don't have a cow, man. This is pure. Straight from one of the nine old men's pencils. <laughs> Don't be a pussy, Max. Line it up, Bart. The kids all snort a line. Their eyes go green and all swirly. The rest of the night is a haze and we just see snippets. I missed a lot of shots of the tunes partying. We see the group walk past scowling Ninja Turtles. Simba spits in the face of another white lion. Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Power Ranger, pushes Dot and yells at Simba. Simba stumbles out of a bathroom. He's a mess. Max follows him, then Dot and Bart. Simba stumbles into the street, hit by a sea of camera flashes. He's disoriented, then collapses in the street. Max grabs him, screaming for someone to call help. Get an ambulance. Dot is screaming. Bart paces nervously behind the scenes. The paparazzi keeps snapping as the young star passes away. For the first time we see the paparazzi more clearly. A white rabbit snaps photos of the scene. It's Roger Rabbit. The title appears. Do you even remember Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I'm going to have to change my title. Oh, really? <laughs> I had Who Remembers Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but that's okay. I don't think that matters. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm pretty sure our stories are going to be pretty different. Yeah, so. well, I hope so. But yeah, it's very different so far. Yeah. Like, we've had Simba die. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, who was... Uh, who I mean, was a big deal in 95? Who, yeah. who was, I guess. And yeah. I don't want to, because there's a real life tragedy that I'm mimicking a little yeah. bit, but like who was the River Phoenix of the yes. time in animation? And yeah. that was Simba, I figured. So that's the direction I took it. Yeah. And like oh, his crew, we've got an Animaniac in there. We've yeah. got Bart Simpson. We've got Max from Goof Troop. Like they yeah. were all that cool, that cool crowd of yeah. the 90s. Yeah. And yeah, you'll see some of the other characters and why they exist. I actually threw in the Toy Story characters because you asked if I was going to use CGI characters. <laughs> and I looked up when that movie came out. And it came out like right at the end of 95. So I was like, oh, yep. what if they are like trying to tell people I that they're the next big thing and nobody believes them? I think that's the thing as well, though. Like that movie took something like six years to make. Yeah. <laughs> and if we think about the fiction of this, world that the cartoons exist mm. that means that assumedly for like the last five years Woody and Bo Peep are waiting for this movie to come out yeah. and, um, and nobody <laughs> believes that they're really a thing so yeah 
So Oof. I thought I'd play that. And I had Johnny Bravo, whose show oh, yeah. uh, came out right after this. So yep. In I, fact, I think that's where Seth MacFarlane got his start. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So basically I was trying... Like I was quite careful, and mm. I, I'm sure I failed at some point, yeah. to try to set this like specifically in a certain time frame. So I was very thoughtful about what had already come out and what yep. was about to come out, and it probably largely doesn't matter after this opening scene, <laughs> but it, I had a lot of fun trying to kind I'm of I'm just it imagining, together. though, like the, the Jurassic Park T-Rex as well, just <laughs> off down the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably well, pushing it a little like, far. Like, does that... Yeah, is that a tune? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sort of in that... Yeah. Know, Jar Jar Binks would yeah. be a cartoon. I, I choose, to, choose yeah. to ignore that all of that stuff because actually just was too complicated to think about. <laughs> can't, can't blame you, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that gives you an idea of where Roger is at in the mm. in the 90s, so he's not an actor anymore. Yep. And Taking up Eddie Valiant's he, potentially, mantle, I suppose. Right? Yeah, way, I think yeah. he's starting to see where he might be. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, he's paparazzi, which, one, is a big part of the 90s. This idea of paparazzi and celebrity generally yep. was such a big thing in the 90s, which is why I decided yeah. to set it there. Well, this peak Diana I, as Exactly, well, so, yeah. yeah. So by making him a paparazzi, I think think it already speaks to his place in the world and maybe how people think of him now. Mm. So that was very specific uh, because, again, setting it in that 90s celebrity time and what paparazzi means. Mm. And I feel like today celebrities are a little bit different and yep. celebrities actually more often than not putting out their own media. Like yeah. the paparazzi is still a thing, but not like they used to be. No, and I mean, there's just a joke now they're like celebrity fan fiction more than yeah well i guess as much as anything celebrities have kind of taken a lot of that power away by just bringing out this stuff themselves like it's yeah. they, they've got their own oh yeah they've got their own Instagram and with stuff, tiktok they, yeah. and stuff so yeah. it's a very different time so, but the 90s was a fun time and we've done a bunch of i i realized i've done about like the last three things i've done were all set in the 90s pretty much but um <laughs> I, it's that time of fond memory yeah, for you I, it just it's the way it's worked out i don't think yeah. i did anything set in the 90s last season well considering but, the 90s was something of a not a great time for for movies in, yeah. the, in general. Like, there were a few gems, but Because yeah. we did Galaxy Quest, and yeah. we did Ship to Shore, and we did, yes. I think, actually, My Kamurukuruna is the only thing I've done this season that's not set in the 90s. So, but you, uh, could, you could retroactively set it in the yeah, 90s. Like the, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's- Remember when the world ended in 97? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's my intro. That yep. sets up where Roger is at yep. now. And probably you could guess that the Simba stuff is going to be pretty core to the story. Yeah. And yeah. Do you want to find out what happened next? I, I do want to find out who, who spiked Simba. The, the lion. <laughs> <laughs> so we're next introduced to our other, who's going to be our lead character of the movie, which is Detective Juno Bents, and she's played by Zendaya. Okay. So, so I guess that's the other thing. This is set in the 90s, but like Roger was set in the 40s, yes. we're kind of imagining, but it was actually made in the 90s. This yes. is set in the 90s, but it was made today. So It was, it was the 80s, I think. 80s. Oh, 89. Something like that. Um, hang on. Yeah. It must have been the very end of the 80s if it was if it made it into the 80s. But Hang on, let me double check. It doesn't really matter. No, I guess not. I I was just curious because... 88. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, so well, it doesn't really matter. No, it was no, set no. in the 80s yeah, in, exactly. in, in an earlier time, much yep. like this yep. one is This movie well. came out in my lifetime. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got Detective Juno Bents, and that she's played by Zendaya, mm-hmm. and she knocks on the door of Roger's office. The door says, Roger Rabbit P.I., but the PI is crossed out mm. and photography is kind of scrawled in pen underneath <laughs> it. No one answers the door, so she lets herself in. She is a police detective. The office is a mess. Judo looks at photos of Roger's career pinned to the wall, his acting, his marriage to Jessica, his work with Eddie Valiant to stop Judge Doom. We see he and Eddie join a special toon police force to huge success. Then an obituary for Eddie Valiant, who died in the line of duty. 
In stark contrast, his office is covered in overdue bills. A snore comes from the corner. Roger sleeps in a chair, covered in papers. Juno holds his nose, waking him up. I, I told you, I pay once the TMZ check clears. Juno introduces herself, explaining that she's investigating Simba's death. They suspect Dip, the only thing that can kill a toon. When I saw you took all those photos, I came to ask for your help. You know more about Dip than anyone. I gave all that up. I'm a photographer now. You're a pat piece of shit. That kid's death is what pays your bills. I'm going to have to ask you to leave, miss. No toon has died from Dip since the 40s. Until last night. You can stop this happening again, Roger. She goes to leave, but Roger stops her. He grabs his trench coat and a fedora. Mm -hmm. He downs a shot, steam bursting from his ears, (laughs) and he follows her out. Nice. Yep. (laughs) Nice little callback there to how alcohol affects them. Yes. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking as well, like, in a way, like, alcohol is adjacent to dip because if you put alcohol on, like, any of those old cells, it's Uh, not going to do them any favours. Yeah, I think that's why it messes with them. And, like, you notice that I I used eraser dust as the the drug of choice because, again... It would have some kind of an effect on the bodies of I did, these. I did like the little came from the nine old men's pencil. Yeah. That, was a, that was a nice little yeah. bit of flavour there. Well, they're, they're big stars, so they're yeah. going to get the good vintage eraser dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, so th- thinking about that, but also I guess this is really mimicking Eddie's turn of life, right? His career trajectory is very much followed what Eddie's did in the first movie, yeah. and he, even that he's lost his partner much like Eddie did so yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a bit sad I, I always find it like not not a criticism of your story but I always find it just that little bit sad when you have a character who dies off screen in between installments but yes. I guess that just can't be helped I mean Bob, Bob Hoskins is no longer with us so. yes well that, yeah. that was part of it and I don't I think I would have always removed Eddie because yeah. I think I needed it for this story I needed Eddie to be gone to there had to be some reason why Roger's Roger in a is rut. this way yeah, yeah. and I think while he has friends around him, it's much like killing Michelangelo in my Ninja Turtles movie yeah, previously. Yeah. It's a thing that I don't like doing, but sometimes yeah. you have to do that to put your character and to quickly get your character to that place because that's where we actually need to start the movie from. That's, that's so, true, yeah. 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 But I did also think about, like, mm. I can't use Bob Hoskins, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that's I mean, also, like it's, I say, rel- it's relevant. Like, like I say, not a, not a, not a criticism. It's, it's always just a little bit of a, oh, yeah. you know. Well, and and making the is. choice to kill him in the light of duty, like yeah. give him a heroic death, yeah, that, that's exactly. part of that choice too. So. Yeah, yeah. And we will actually find out a little bit more about that later as on. As long as it wasn't a piano that landed on him, that well, would just be you'll, tragic. you'll just have to wait and see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Juno has brought Roger on board kind of reluctantly. He's still a good person deep down, much like Eddie was in the first yeah, yeah, movie, yeah. and he doesn't want to see innocent people die. So yeah. he's, he's going to come on board. Uh, he's going to help with this investigation, at, probably to the minimum that he has to, but yep. just make sure that people are okay. So the next scene, they're in the interrogation rooms, and it's one of those things where you might have almost like split screen, so you can see Bart Simpson in one, yep. Max Goof in the other, Dot yep. in the next one. So yep. all the people that were with Simba when he passed away. Oh, that would be a uh, mad interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> just, yes. I demand lawyer, man. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that stuff, I think some of that humor you have to kind of imagine because yep. without making this like nine hours long, I couldn't mm. put it all in, but that would be there, right? Yeah. But it's also that juxtaposition of, these are the <laughs> like Homer the, running in. What did yeah. you do? Why are you little? <laughs> but these are also not. It's not Bart Simpson, right? This is yeah. the actor that plays Bart Simpson. Yes, in much the same way that Roger isn't the hapless buffoon. Yeah, hundred percent that he is in the movies. Like, yeah, he, there are elements of that that are their character, but there are also there's also difference. Baby Herman yes. being the prime example, oh, like yeah, where that, that yeah. guy with a big yeah. yeah hoagie and yeah. So you can almost do whatever you want with those characters, but yeah. I am 
for the most part, treating the characters basically like they yes, are. Yes. Um, just because it's very hard. It um, gets confusing. Yeah. And obviously, Simba from the Pride Lands wouldn't be doing a line of Eraser. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm already breaking that a bit. So you want to yeah. keep them relatable as to who they are as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're largely going to be the same. But yeah, all of these guys are lined up in their interrogation rooms. I don't think they're necessarily all being interrogated at the same time, but the movie would show it that way. So you're seeing each interrogation going on simultaneously. Yeah. They're about to enter the interrogation room of Bart Simpson. Are we sure this guy wasn't involved? He already admitted giving the deceased a racer dust, but they all took it and were okay. Evidence point to the dip being ejected. First, they interrogate Bart, and he points to a disagreement that Simba had with the Ninja Turtles that night. So <laughs> he's pointing out that maybe the Ninja Turtles are one of the suspects that should yeah, be looked yeah, at. Yeah. And importantly for the Ninja Turtles, this was the end of their, of their initial rise. Yep. So that, that's important for the story. Yeah. Um, they next talk to Max Goof, who suggests that they need to talk to Kimba the White Lion, who got in a fight with Simba that night. Yep. So that's another thing that's going on. If you don't know who Kimba is, I'll go into it a little bit later on. But I, it's, I, I know Kimba. Okay. <laughs> so I'll go into Kimba a little yep. bit later on. And then Dot suggests talking to Amy Jo Johnston. And so all of these people we did catch glimpses of in that yep. opening as yep. well. Yeah, that little rave. Um, yeah. Of, yeah. So, yeah, she, she wants to talk to Amy Jo Johnston. Again, that's the pink Power Ranger, the original one. Yep. And... She was Simba's ex, so right. and had confronted them that night. So yep. the Pink Power Ranger was dating Simba yep. prior to Dot dating him. Yeah. So but she's not showing up as the Pink Power Ranger in the club. She's just she's just Amy Johnson. Amy Johnson. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because again, they're the actors that play the role. So much like yes. she is. Oh, I, I yeah. I'm yeah. just you know yeah. <laughs> forming the the pictures in my head is yeah. probably more yeah. accurate. Way. And, it, and it, again, it's all about setting it in a place and time and who yes. was popular and who wasn't. And yep, yep, yep. So those are our big suspects now. So we've got Ninja Turtles, we've got Kimber the White Lion, and we've got Amy Jo Johnston. And how we make Amy Jo Johnston work in this movie, even if it would be her in the final version i don't know but she worked for me as the person of the time that would work it would be a lot just, of the aging. just to just to foreshadow i think once i've actually shared ours our hopes of ever being in the entertainment industry are just <laughs> zero so i wouldn't worry about it <laughs> okay shall we jump in and, yeah, and let's, go let's to our keep, first investigation let's keep going I'm, okay I'm, we're back with roger and juno they're sitting in in an old beat-up car they're staking out a sewer pipe waiting for the ninja turtles to show up Roger sips his flask. Steam loudly sprays out of his ears. God, Roger, we're meant to be keeping a low profile. So sorry, just getting in the right headspace. I grew up loving Roger Rabbit cartoons. You and Baby Herman were the perfect pairing. What happened, Roger? You had it all. After the stuff with Judge Doom, I knew I could do more than act. I started working more and more with Eddie. Jess was so happy to see me on track again. Encouraged me to join the force. Eddie joined too. It was the happiest time of my life. Me and Eddie helping tunes. Jess and Dolores there when we got home. You and Eddie are actually the reason I joined the Force, Roger. And then it happened. Elba Fudd snapped. He kidnapped baby Miss Piggy. We tracked them back to a junkyard. I got the baby, but... Fudd fired at Eddie. Not a two-gun. A real one. Killed him instantly. It was never the same after that. I wasn't the same. I lost my sense of humor. I got fired. Tried the PI thing for a while. Then Jess stopped coming home. I guess I was drinking a lot. And now I'm taking photos of kids dying. I'm not proud. Nothing you can say is going to make me feel w worse. I'm sorry, Roger. It's the turtles. They see a drug deal going down. The turtles grab a bag of something. 
before they spot Judo and Roger and run off into the sewers. Ooh. <laughs> It's like some radical pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some special You're just special killing mushrooms. all your... You just, yeah. you know, never met your heroes, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, but that's kind of the point of Roger Rabbit in a, in a little bit of a way. Like, yeah. they don't lead this hard into it for the cartoon so much in yeah. the first one. Not the licensed characters, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I yeah, was they like, have a bit more leeway with Herman, for example, because yeah, he's not really anything. And Chip and Dale push some of that stuff further, so I yeah. feel like they've taken that step already. Yeah, they, they really so, they destroyed Peter Pan in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, exactly, and, one, and so, yeah. Ugly Sonic. And yeah. So I feel like they, <laughs> they took the step that this could be something that could be made, I think. Mm. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know that everyone would be on board for it. Yeah. Like, whether Nickelodeon are going to jump to this version of Turtles, I don't know. I think, from what I can tell, Nickelodeon are the most litigious when it comes to <laughs> YouTube flagging, so I don't imagine uh, they'd be yeah. agreeable to anything. <laughs> but, obviously, that was a lot of monologuing because I have to get all this story into yes. a fairly short point of time. Yes. But that's how he came to be where he is. So, Eddie, Eddie was shot by Elmer Fudd. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> after, yeah, after, after saving um, Baby Miss Piggy. So yeah. I guess that's another thing that I set up in this world a little bit yep. is Baby Miss Piggy and Miss Piggy are two separate beings. Because yes. <laughs> because char- the two don't age. So yeah. if there are two versions of a character, then yep. it should be there's two of them. Yeah. So that's the way that I've <laughs> chose to use it. Well, so. I mean, in a weird way, you've thrown a cur- curveball at my story now, so n- never mind. Okay. We'll, yeah, but you don't like mine that- is not contiguous with yours. Yeah, exactly. There are several things to- that have happened here that they I They both can't- have to work with the original yes. movie. It doesn't matter what we yes. Yes. done with our kind of <laughs> logic as, as that we've gone on. Yes. So let's jump back into this chase. Yep. There's a chase and then there's this big slapsticky fight. Yes. Because these are the goofier Ninja Turtles, like the yeah. late 80s cartoon turtles. Yes. And so they are kind of goofy guys. And so yep. the fight would play on that. Yes. But then at the same time, Roger and Juno are kind of like seriously fighting them. Yeah. So what exactly what that looks like, I'll leave that to your imagination. I'm just imagining like them twirling the bow stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah. Going, like, yeah, exactly. Just sucker punches in. <laughs> that, that's what it would be. So this fight happens, but Juno, during the fight, manages to grab these bag of drugs. Yep. And it bursts open, revealing pepperoni. Yep. <laughs> the turtles caught now. They, they're yeah. like, okay, you got us. They oh, cool. admit to buying yep. black market pepperoni. Yep. They're not buying drugs. They are buying this sort of black market pepperoni, which actually... Judo is not very interested in, but they're very worried about it. It's and like, what it's are you guys do. aware that you can just buy regular market pepperoni? <laughs> yeah. But again, I think it's this thing where they're those actors that reach this super ridiculous peak. In this yeah. world, they're the Leonardo DiCaprio's or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have these really specific tastes. Yeah, they've, and- stopped, they've stopped chasing after April O'Neil after she turned 26. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're not going to Pizza Hut anymore. Yeah, like no. now they, they, get, they get the good stuff. Yep. Uh, who knows where this black market pepperoni comes from, what it is. We don't want to think too much about it. No. But, but there is black market pepperoni in yep. this world. So now they stop fighting and they're open to talking to, to Judo and Roger. They explain their confrontation with Simba and his friends. Because the other thing is, his fr- their friends were like, you should look at these guys. But their friends were also off their face on a race at us too. So they don't really remember what happened. Yeah. Um, so... As we talk to each of these groups, we're going to get a better picture of what the night actually looks like. I just like imagine as well. like little lines like, get that jaundice looked at, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Because you know how, like, in a tier two story, we want to build mm. what happened around it. So each of these conversations are going to build the better picture of what actually happened yeah, that night. Yeah, well, um, there's a lot of unreliable narrators. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and these guys 
people could be lying too. So this builds up that bigger mm. thing. I'm getting like a Law and Order Toontown vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much that. And I've never really yeah. written like a in the American justice like system. a straight mystery. And I don't yeah. know that this really works as a straight mystery, but I think it does work as a cop drama. So mm. that's the direction I went with it. We'll talk about that at the end though, yeah. because mysteries are quite difficult to write, especially in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think that's why police TV shows have a different format because they have to write them much quicker much like us Um, so the turtles start to explain their confrontation with Simba and his friends they'd actually been asked to leave the VIP area so that the kids could sit there so Uh, again this is speaking to the fact that the Ninja Turtles maybe are a little bit past their their celebrity and so then these new hot kids come in and kick them out of the VIP area where they've probably comfortably been sitting for the last five years and now they've got to deal with that the little punk called us has-beens. Sure, dude, the merch isn't selling so well, but we're icons, dude. He had what? One movie. We've been on the scene for years. We didn't hurt the kid, though. We'd never. That was us not long ago. Dumb kids pissing everyone off. Seeing them was actually kind of nostalgic. He's a mouthy dude, but his teeth was totally gnarly. Actually, that's why we get in the pepperoni in honor of the little guy. Nice special pizza. <laughs> oh, yep. So we can see that the turtles are mostly harmless. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting as well. Just in the way you're reading them, I can sort of tell who is who. Yeah, <laughs> trying. It's, it's very hard to do all these cartoon character voices. Because I'm not a voice actor by any means. No, but, no. But it's easier to read the dialogue when I'm not constantly having to say who's saying what. So yeah. I'm doing my best. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you're doing well. But, you're doing but well. The, I think hopefully I give this idea that the tools are just kind of these goofy has-beens and they they probably didn't hurt Simba and so they leave that lead now Mm -hmm. and they move on to the next lead and there would be some other things going on but I'm just painting the broad strokes of yes, the story yeah. for today. Oh, I mean, that's the other thing with animation. They hide little things yes. and Easter eggs in every corner they exactly. can. So, yeah. And there'd be way more characters. Like, I alluded to them in more detail in that opening scene, like where we had Rugrats and Doug and all those guys. Yeah. Um, we're assuming that goes throughout the whole movie. I'm just not going to point it out I every single time. I expect you to have, like, your animated Ewoks running around. Yeah, well, they, they, were, uh, they were around by that point, so yeah. I could have, yeah. So the next place they head to is an arcade, like a video games arcade. Because, yep. again, by 95... They were still around, mm-hmm. and they were, but they were becoming maybe a sketchier place. So yeah. as as home video games took off more, yes. so um, I expect to see like older John Connor and uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, a good thing. You can put Andy Furlong in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they enter an arcade and they uh, approach Kimber the White Lion and several other anime characters. Mm-hmm. So this is the other thing that happened in the 90s. Uh, anime really. Yeah, anime really took off yeah. in the West. So yeah. that, that's So you why. got like Sailor Moon and a few yeah, other. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it was really important to me that I had some anime characters in this one. Obviously we had anime, we knew Astro Boy and stuff before this, yeah. but really the 90s is where anime started to kick off yeah, and into like that the, early 2000s. Yeah. So yeah. The, the thing I find interesting about anime is it's animation coming from a completely different angle. Yes. So where American animation is very much trying to imitate life and I guess heighten life. Yeah. Anime is very much trying to adapt manga. So it's actually more of a comic book that moves yeah. than an actual character that moves, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I talk about animating on ones and twos over in American side. You're lucky if you get one frame every twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I you think know. it's the thing too with like and I think you're generally right. Yeah. But I think it's like one of those things that we often with American animation make all of these assumptions, but then like something like Steven Universe is completely different to something like The Simpsons or something yeah. and I think anime is the same like it's a broad gap like yes. anime is really just anime animation from Japan so yeah. it, it could be all kinds of yeah. things like, but I mean like manga certainly modern manga very mirrors much more like a filmic storyboarding so it's it's very well 
framed. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's how my brain and you've got sort things of gets like even Gillian that wasn't adapting a bad girl. So no, like no, no, there's no. there's plenty of plenty of stuff out there. Yes. I just I think we sometimes have to be careful we don't stereotype too much no, of no, that no, stuff no. because oh, we, of course you not, see no. that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm just talking from yeah. the from a perception of the approach they take yeah. to the yeah. style. So yeah. yeah. Because, like, it, it, many people I hear, and they're like, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of anime, but I don't watch cartoons, like, American cartoons. It's like, it's all just cartoons, dude. Like, yeah. grow up. <laughs> Anima- it, animation is just pictures that move. Yeah, like, just like, there's, we have French animation, like, yeah. anime is just a way I mean, of all, labeling like, things. The, the whole label of, like, animation is for kids is gone. Like, you do yeah. not let kids watch Rick and Morty, Bojack yeah, Horseman. Yeah, it hasn't or, been that for, for yeah. years and years. But anime was probably, for many people, that introduction to more mature cartoons yes. as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Especially 90s things like Ninja Scroll. So, yeah, yeah, or like Ghost in the Shell and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's mad. Yeah. So, Akira is <laughs> um, Yeah, so we're going to have some anime characters. I'm not going to point out all of them specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can guess some of the ones that might be there. Yeah. They enter at this arcade and they approach Kimba and all these other anime characters. We want to talk to Kimba. Fuck off, pigs. Kaneda from Akira. Yeah. Scouser. So he was like the most punky character. Yeah, I get the yeah, so yeah. that's why I went with Canada. Yeah. Um, I imagine there's like some massive, big, like black tire marks up around the room. Where yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> so. and kind of, it's, I also thought it was kind of funny that a character like Canada is hanging around with Kimber the White Lion, who's like a more children focused yeah, yeah, yeah. anime character. Um, just because yeah. they're, they're all the anime guys, so yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. all it's together. Like they kind of get they kind grouped of together. Exactly, like we were just doing. Yeah, like we shouldn't, um, but we yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and remember that Roger was on the Toon Force for a long time, so he's used to dealing with Toons. Maybe yeah. he hasn't done it in a while, but he's starting to dust off some of that rust. Yeah. Okay, play it that way. Maybe we should check all your visas then. I'm sure you have all your appropriate dubbing paperwork. <laughs> No and their mouths are opening and closing <laughs> yeah. and they're out of yeah. sync, yeah. <laughs> no need for that. Come on, let's talk back here. They interview Kimba. He talks about how he actually confronted Simba that yeah. night. So he confronted Simba about him stealing his story. So, um, <laughs> which was a big thing. It still kind of is a big thing. Yeah. Um, it, the accuracy of it, and we might talk about that in a sec. We'll, actually, we will talk about that in a sec. Yep. But, but he's focused on the fact that Simba has stolen his story and that's what he feels happened. Yes. And Simba laughed at him when he said that spat in his face and so a fight broke out between the two lions in the in the club I can imagine everything went into slow motion and they yeah. started doing that yeah, paddling you know, thing. And the, yeah. <laughs> <With that laughs> Flames music. in the background. Yeah. And exactly. Death. It would be exactly that. Yep. And then Scat Cat kicked us out. He let them stay, of course. We couldn't have hurt those assholes. We were long gone. Yeah. So, yeah, they were kicked out by Scat Cat after they got to fight with Simba. Yep. Yeah, Kimba the White Lion is an anime character who, at first glance, does look quite similar to Simba. Yes. And I remember thinking as a kid... And, and I think the company that owns Kimba lent into this a little bit. So, yes. like, right after The Lion King came out, they released a Kimba movie. Yeah. And it does probably... It's it's still completely different to The yeah. Lion King, but it probably is the thing of all the Kimba content that is most close to The Lion King. And yes. I think that they were, well, not directly copying it, trying to build off the, the buzz of that. And that has, over the years, turned into this idea that the, the Lion King is just like a blatant ripoff of mm. Kimber the White Lion, but it, it definitely isn't. Kimber well, the I mean, White it's, Lion, it's Hamlet, isn't yeah. it? Like they've yeah. adapted Hamlet for kids, and basically. like you'll see, there are all these YouTube videos where they like line up one very specific scene from Kimber the White Lion yep. against the Lion King scene. Some of them from the Kimber the White Lion movie that actually came out after the Lion King too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but they line them up to make it. They create this image that it's a direct ripoff. But that said, like, was Kimber with 
was that adapted from a manga? Like, yeah, that yeah, manga it's, exists it's, before it's, the movie? Yeah, it's, like, it's so. Osama uh, Tezuku, so same as Astro yeah. Boy. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there were, like, two or three anime series before The Lion King, and they're nothing like The Lion King. Like, right. okay. their Adventure of the Week, he... Yes. Like, one of the ones you'll always see is people getting thrown off cliffs, but, like, someone gets thrown off cliff in Kimba every second episode. Like, it's, it's just... But <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an efficient mode of death for your So, it's this uh, meta kind of idea, the fact that Kimba and Simba have similar names. Yeah. Simba just means lion, and Kimba originally was going to be called Simba, and then they couldn't trademark Simba yep. because it just means lion, so yep. they changed his name to Kimba. So, right. he was he was originally going to be called Simba too. Like, it yeah. was just, it's yeah. just a... It's just a thing. Like yes. he's not—he's called Jungle Emperor Leo in the in Japan. But yep. when they brought him over here, they need to give him a name, and it yep. ended up being Kimba. Like for it's, similar reasons that Simba is Simba. It's kind of tragic thinking about it because you've killed the young Simba, but it explains why there's only old Simba in the following movies and, oh, and content. Yeah. I, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but it, it does, you make a good point. Um, like, damn, man. <laughs> but I guess the key thing with this scene is, yeah, Kimba doesn't like Simba, and he feels like Simba ripped him off. Yeah, and ripped off his life. That's yep. kind of the. Best and I, and I think that was a fun thing to build on. Yeah. But he couldn't have possibly have done anything to Simba because he got kicked out. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Lion King 1 is, like I say, Hamlet. Lion King 2 is trying to be Romeo and Juliet, I think. So they yeah. were really trying to... If anyone should be mad, Lion it would King be wearing Shakespeare. Young, young Simba in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they could have done that with CGI. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> it's it's basically just Back to the Future 2, though, Lion King 3, right? They, yeah. They put... To put Pumbaa into all the scenes of the original movie. So, yes. in this world, maybe they just used old footage of Simba. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so, I think we, we could explain Or, it or his too. stunt double. I mean, obviously, there was a whole thing where he's tumbling down the cliff. Like, that kid looked exactly like Simba. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but, uh, it, they're tunes. They can't get hurt. So, maybe they do their own stunts. I, R- Roger did. Yeah, well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. Like, all these things that you have to- There's a lot of world building to be explore. done here, and I don't think I've done any of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did really think about the things that I've done pretty specifically, but yeah. there's so many things, like, it could spiral if you really want it to. Like, yeah. So I just had to make call on how it worked in my version of this world, yeah. um, which was actually a lot of fun, mm. because there was enough there that they built a lot of it in Roger Rabbit, but there were those grey areas to play in, which were quite fun. Like, yes. like having baby- Miss Piggy and a normal Miss Piggy, yeah. who's a normal Miss Piggy's a puppet, and baby Miss Piggy's a cartoon, and like just little <laughs> little things like that. And oh crikey! I'm just imagining that crossover. That would yeah. be. <laughs> I did at one point almost have Muppets in it as yeah. well, and I thought it was maybe just a bit too confusing. So yeah. as to where they fit in that world, so I, I left them out. It starts um, to hurt your brain after yeah. a while because, like I said, even like if you had the T1000 show yeah. up, you're like big silver guy, yeah. like you know. So yeah. I allude to the fact that those characters maybe still exist, but I didn't want to. It just became too derailing from what actually the story was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we know, well, at least from what Kimber has said, he was kicked out long before Simba mm. died. So he couldn't have had, he couldn't have been. I, I just realized there could be actually like a, this is in the same universe as your X Files movie. But yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, it, it I, could, it could work. Yeah, the Z Folio, sorry. <laughs> so they've kind of ticked off the turtles. They've ticked off Kimber both to the point that they're happy, that yep. they're probably not involved. Yep. And now they head over to the. Mansion of Amy Jo Johnston in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Parrish is notoriously underpaid. She would definitely not have lived in a mansion, but I thought it was better for the story I was telling. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's why I they. Mean, all, that's that why they might all be qu- enough to lure her back into yeah. one of them. That's this, why so. they all quit because they were being paid so poorly for houses. Zordon, I think, got like 150 bucks just sitting in a chair, and then they just reused footage of yeah, it for I'm everything sure, else. It was yeah. garbage. Like, all the merchandising and stuff. They didn't see any of that until. I'm sure they do these days, but they did. They did back then. I think they do the convention. Um, circuit is probably yes. more yeah. yeah so but my Amy Jo Johnson she's our Hollywood celebrity for this one yep. so she's at her home in Beverly Hills 
She's evasive and she's not giving very much away. So they try to interview her. She's not saying she didn't. Stand off. Yeah, Stand yeah. Off she's yeah. just, she's trying to, she's an actor and she can play that role a little bit here. Yeah. She just says that she was there that night mm-hmm. and she was with her new boyfriend, Bolto. So, <laughs> so she was previously dating Simba. She's now dating Bolto. Maybe that gives you an idea of what Amy Jones Hey Amy Johnson, Johnson, Johnson do you want to show up in an American Werewolf in <laughs> yeah. London I, remake yeah. I, again whether Amy Jones Johnson would want anything to do with this movie I don't know it depends how much she has a sense of humour about this stuff but uh, we're sorry to everybody <laughs> and Balto was another one like he came out a similar time, like yeah. a bit after Lion King, but also he was a he nev- flop. He like never, he, yeah, he yeah. didn't hit like Simba did. Yeah. So it was almost like she's lost Simba, and she's like, "Oh, who can I yeah. get? Oh, Bolto, I guess." Yeah. Um, and where the Bolto's just a means to get into the club, like yeah, maybe. as yeah. a non-animated person. Um, True. So, I mean, the relationship with the dog could be much different. Like Bolto could just be happy to, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm be sure a dog. Bolto's a nicer guy than Simba, probably. But yeah, so she was there with Bolto. Um, <laughs> so at this point, Roger decides to throw in some of his PI skills and he asks if he might be able to go and use the bathroom and he uses that as an opportunity to snoop around Mm. while Judo is keeping her busy. While he's snooping around, he actually discovers a very creepy shrine to Simba. Oh. So she's built this shrine to Simba. Okay, I admit it. I like totally love him, okay? I never stopped. Is that why you hurt him? No, of course not. This stuff is all like new, man. I made it in like his memory. Her story matches up. All of the photos and articles are from new magazines. Mm. So she built the shrine after he died. Right, okay. Yeah. She has a creepy relationship and love for this young yeah. lion. Yeah. And, and, but to be fair, she also truly did seem to love him and yeah. he's just passed away so yeah, no, that's true yeah and I mean Simba the actor might have had a voice like this so <laughs> yeah. you know there's not really a big no, he problem had, he had Jonathan Taylor Thomas' oh, voice okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> well, his voice really cracked by that it was a young cute guy yep. but yeah and cool so now all their leads have kind of dried up yeah and they're going to be forced to do that classic thing that they're doing these things where all of our obvious leads have dried up. Yep. Let's look back through the evidence. Let's go watch the news and have the uh, eureka moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're about to have that sequence. Yeah. So all these have dried up. They regroup at Roger's office and they're pouring over all the photos that he took that night. Because yep. as a paparazzi, he was constantly taking photos in the lead up to the death as well. Yep. Wait. Seems like a thing they should have done first, but just, yeah, carry on. Yeah, but they did the interrogation. They yeah, followed, yeah, yeah. followed up those leads quickly, and yep. then those leads didn't work out. Yep. You can only do so many. There's only two oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. on the case. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'll stop riffing. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm right. just you know, <laughs> but enjoying two, the shit talking. There too. are only really two people investigating the case, so yep. they've got to work through their leads. Yep. So wait, who's that? In some photos from earlier in the night, they notice an entourage entering the alley next to the club, but it isn't clear who was there. So next scene, they interview MC Scat Cat. Mm. And if you haven't worked it out, MC Scat Cat is our stand-in for Johnny Depp in this <laughs> universe. So the Viper Room, the yep. Sir Hiss Room, it's, it's, he's basically Johnny Depp. And, and at this point, he was a cool kind of rock star celebrity yeah. like five yeah. years earlier. Yeah. Uh, but now he just runs this club. And he's a bit sketchy. So he, mm. he doesn't want people to know what kinds of things go well in this club it always is this yeah. kind of secret place for the toon kids yeah. and probably some of it's illegal but he does admit that some customers like to enter more discreetly mm. and there's an alley entrance that they use for that reason he also lets slip that there was one more guest there that night it was the older Simba 
the Matthew Broderick one. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh well, there's my theory of like they have the. <laughs> <laughs> so they visit Simba. Now this is the we're talking about the older Simba yes, from now yeah, on. Yeah. So they visit the older Simba at his home in Toontown. This is my first time here in years. It's it's actually kind of nice to be back. Just imagining Pride Rock is one. Like, yeah. Beverly Hills well, you'll see in a minute. Yeah. It's nice to be back. Uh, I forgot how bright it is here, though. Um, they enter Simba's home, which is a replica of Pride Rock. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> and his butler, Droopy, is bringing them in. So Droopy's moved from elevator assistant to Hello. Simba's butler now. <laughs> yeah. They pass several paintings of Simba, and they're all like him, like, standing on Pride Rock. One, he's wearing a crown. It yep. gives you an idea of the kind of guy that Simba yep. might be. Yep. Um, Simba seems like a really humble guy. <laughs> Was that a joke, Roger? They sit down in Simba's lounge. Yep. An opulent Vegas-style room. <laughs> Simba admits to being at the club, but denies even talking to the younger Simba. Roger sniffs the air. <laughs> you know, what? you don't smell much in Toontown, Simba? Turpentine. It really messes up our complexion. <laughs> what are you implying? Judah opens a cupboard that you seem to have a whole lot of chemicals that are tied to the creation of dip, a highly illegal substance that'll put you in jail for life. Simba runs, the detectives in pursuit, and a grand chase takes place throughout the cut of his house and his complex. But eventually they trap him with nowhere to run on the peak of Pride Rock. Oh, so yeah. his house has been his <laughs> undoing in the end. Oh gosh. You're under arrest, King. At the station... Simba admits everything. We're the same character, but he got all the attention, all the opportunities. You know, he'd refer to me as old Simba. I'm only drawn a few years older than him. So you killed him? After they bumped me from Saturday Night Live so he could host, I lost it, all right? I went home. I looked up the recipe for dip online. It's amazing what you can find on the internet these days. I was just thinking, yeah, 95. Yeah. <laughs> Then I met him in the bathroom, offered to bury the hatchet with him, injected just a little bit of green acrylic. He was all for it, that junky shit. Then he said, bye old Simba, and left. That was right before. Right before he died? Well Simba, I think your career is done, but maybe you'll finally get some respect in the big house. I doubt it, you know. He's just missing that special something, isn't he? <laughs> the case is closed. Oof. Judo asks Roger to join him as a partner on a new DIP task force. So DIP's online now, so yep. it's going to be popping up even yeah. more. It's like putting the, the specifics of how to build a nuclear bomb. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. and, which also happened at a very similar kind of time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, I think you see my inspiration there. Yeah. So, yeah, Judo wants him to actually join her now on the DIP task force. Yep. And he accepts. And I don't know how well I've portrayed it, but he's been getting his little bit of a sense of humour yeah, back yeah, throughout no, the I, movie. I, I he's And for Roger, yeah. his sense of humour is what makes him him. And yes. so as much as he was solving mysteries and helping people, yeah. that sense of humour coming back is his showing that he's maybe getting back he's, to he's, normal. He's getting his groove back. Exactly, yep. yeah. So he accepts this new role. He goes home and he's just got a big smile on his face. He walks into his room. He goes to his cupboard and he just starts to tip all of his alcohol down the drain yep. um, while he sits and laughs at an old goofy cartoon on TV. Mm -hmm. He picks up the phone. Jessica. Uh, no, 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 I'm good. I, 
I just wondered if we could talk. The film fades out as Roger excitedly chats with Jessica. Oh. And that's the end of my Roger Rabbit sequel. That, like, I think you've messed up the Lion King film me forever. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. And, um, no, I, I have to sit with that for a minute, I think. <laughs> but otherwise, I love that you've put in a mystery this this week as well I, I try my best yeah. it. like it is hard to write a mystery in such well, a short it, period even of time police procedural yeah as well. like, so so that was that i think was I, had some, I had hopefully enough mystery elements and yeah. i think if it was like in the real movie mm. you could tease some hints to the other simba being there like in that opening glimpse you could even have a really blurry shot of him or something where you don't really see that yeah. it's him or yeah. i was once i decided how it all worked because originally I don't know who I originally had. I had a couple of different ideas. Kimba was probably going to be the original villain. Yep. And then I was like, it's so obvious. And it yeah, kind of I, different. I like the idea that it's actually older Simba that bumped younger Simba. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just- and if you think about it, like, uh, my way of thinking of it is at that period of time, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was everywhere. Yeah. And Matthew Broderick was nowhere. Yeah, well, like, he was in Godzilla or something. Yeah, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, like, yeah. But he, like, he was not quite doing it. And yeah. then his kid version was so much more popular and yeah. cool. And, and- Interesting because there is one, like, transitional scene where they're doing Simba growing up and there's, like, halfway Simba. Yeah, that Mohawk Simba Mohawk. exists somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he grew up and took over the yeah. older role of Simba yeah, in, the, in the sequels. Aw- awkward middle Simba exists somewhere. Um, <laughs> I thought of him as we were doing it because he's got that kind of Mohawk yeah. as bob- and all he does is bob his head. And yeah, he, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's um, probably not, not even an actor. And yeah. He's just like someone's kid who he, just looked the he part. He looked right, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so that, and again, he, he could have been like another misleading, you could have had him, but yeah. I thought having the biggest Simba <laughs> to me, it made it's, it made sense that like this kind of young cool Simba, he hates him because he's getting all the popularity he yep. thinks he deserves. Yep. Um, the, there was this. There's the, a really the, good line. The term "makes sense." There is doing a lot of legwork, <laughs> yeah, just pointing that yeah. out. <laughs> it makes sense in this particular world, right? Right. And, but I guess where I brought some of this idea from as well is there's this idea, and it's a really good line in the original movie where Jessica Rabbit says, "I'm not bad. I'm just drawn, drawn that, that way." way yeah. And so I thought it was the same with with this guy. Like he's saying, "I'm only drawn a couple of years older than this kid. Like yeah. what's what's different? Why don't people love me the same yeah. way they love this kid?" Yeah. The whole genealogy and, of tunes is just wild. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and assumedly they're just like because they never die they're just gradually taking over the planet right? yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just more more and more IP and yeah. it's just going to collapse because Droopy's still around like he's yes. still even though he's not acting he's still around like, yeah well that's it they just got to the end of their tenure and they're like still existing it's like yeah. okay what now like so this this segues into another thought of mine but it really frustrates me that they've continued Toy Story after Toy Story 3 I thought 3 was a really good uh, book yeah. into it but they've made Woody just this immortal that is eventually just going to waste away. And it's like, yeah. why would you make that entropy part of your show? It's interesting, <laughs> like, though, because they're doing a five, right? Yeah, as well. so, that's um, what I mean. Like, what yeah. can they possibly do? But I actually thought four. I've only watched it once, but yeah. I actually thought four for me was maybe the best one. Four, um, don't, like, don't get me wrong. Four is a good film. Yeah. Four is a good film, but it just tarnishes the legacy of those first three. One isn't great. It's a Snow White situation. It's important. Yeah, yeah it's important more than it's... Gr- like, it's good. Yeah, it's good. The second one is fantastic. Third one, I think, is Pixar at their best. Four, incredibly well-made movie, but they have no idea what to do with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And uh, there's but, a few other yeah, but narrative I think problems that I, it causes by its but existence. I, I actually think that that's what makes it interesting because yeah. 
one, two, and three are the same movie three times. It's just it's essentially it's the same story. They flip the character around in from two to one to two. It's 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 largely the same story three times. Four is the first one where anything actually changes and really makes a big difference to where they progress. And to I me, mean, I disagree. It's it's because to yeah. me, four is about growing up, and four is about actually following your own dreams rather than just doing what you think benefits other people. Like, to me, four is about discovering yourself. Mm. And to me, that's a far better message than mm. you just need to be what people need you to be, uh, which is what toys up until Toy Story 4. Yeah. And that Bo, Bo Peep actually goes and lives her life once yeah. she breaks free of that cycle. Of, yeah, no, that's To fair. me, that's a far more interesting idea. Whether the movie 100% lands yeah. it, I'm not, I've only watched it once, so yeah, I'm not well, sure. That's, but, that's fair. I mean, you, um, you, you do raise a good point. I would disagree that it's the same movie three times. I would say the first movie is about having a new baby in the family. The second movie is about what being a toy is about, realising, oh, I'm not going to last forever and yeah. this is a way I can. And then he ends Toy Story 2, oh, it'll be fun while it lasts. Three, we see the end point of that and they have their death and reincarnation and, and everything in that mode. And then the cycle does start yeah. again. I agree that there is a but, sort but of thing to is, it, but it was a nice what is also, encapsulation of it all. Uh, this this guy, I got I now he, he got taken because of something I did and now we have to get him back. And then the two mm. is... We've got to get this guy back because of something we did, and yeah. three is we've got to get this guy back because of something we did. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, well, there are I mean, different themes but that, but that, there, but, but the story kind of, is the same. But that speaks to the the truth of the characters as well, right? Like, that's just a thing that they do, yeah. and that's why everyone got really mad at Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi yeah. because but, holding a lightsaber again, up and going, oh, "I'm gonna," that, oh wait, w- whether I like that movie yeah. or not, that to me is the only interesting thing that Luke Skywalker ever did. So, fair, like, fair enough. It, to, to me, it is like. And don't get me wrong, I like the first three movies. Yes. And I'm not saying that four is necessarily a better movie because I haven't watched it enough times to actually have a the real idea The animation of that. and the technology involved is yeah. amazing. Like, but I will not fault in, Pixar in terms for their of, art. And it, even the story, like, I'm not sure how yeah. well it works and stuff because yeah. I haven't seen it nearly as much as I've seen the others. Yeah. But certainly it was the only one to me where I was like, oh, wow, you're really actually doing something interesting and different. Yeah. Here. Which, for some people, isn't what they want. Mm. <laughs> like, for... And, a sequel, and where I guess a sequel show is a good time to talk about it. There's two ways sequels could go. Yes. They could give you more of what you already like, yes, or they could actually try they, and move they things do, They do move it in a new direction, but to my mind, I think it was a case where they should have left well enough alone. I think the first three is a pretty good encapsulation of Toy Story. You can still tell that story. You just don't do it with those characters, maybe because yeah. like. But it doesn't take you, anything you away from the same from, beats, but it yeah. doesn't take anything away from the first three. Yeah. Other, does well, it? Like, well, I think in a way it does because the third one you've got very heavily cemented. Woody is definitely the flavor of the month with Bonnie, yeah. and then by four he is very much not that. Yeah, and it to be honest, like it might just be me being a bit of a purist about how toys and stuff are, are treated and whatnot. Like I hate how seeing my kids like tear books, right? Yeah. Like it just drives me wild. So seeing Bonnie just treat Woody with so much disregard after Andy's sacrifice, so to speak, it yeah. just that grates me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's what toys are. Like, I guess that's, yes. That's and you couldn't have done four without the first three because you need to have set up. Because four is almost like his midlife crisis, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like, no, but it is because his second life he, crisis he's always way. known exactly his place in the world, mm. and he tries to recreate that. And this isn't a Toy Story podcast, but we, yeah. we'll get it. We're, I think this is interesting. Sorry, this so. has been a, a big tangent, and I apologise. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it's an interesting one yep. because we're probably never going to do a Toy Story sequel. So, no. um, well, so, I, I won't. I yeah. don't want anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, so 
it, at the end of three, he's always had this place in the world. He knows his yes. place in the world. And he thinks he's found a new place in the world at the end yes. of three. And we quickly see that he hasn't. Yep. And, yeah. and this is the, my read on it, that maybe mm. what he needs to stop doing is living for other people mm. and actually live the life that he wants to live, like Bo Peep is doing in that movie. She's yeah. she's no longer a lampshade th- yeah. thing. She's actually her own... And she's also little not, immortal running yeah. out in the wild. And she's yeah. also not just the damsel in distress in these other mm. guys' movie anymore. Like yeah. she's the she's the main character now. Yeah. And so he learns a lot from her. Whereas Buzz is at a different point in his life. So I think that's why he has less to do because yeah. it is very much a Woody movie. Yes. And the downside is you don't give Buzz as much to do. You give both yeah. people a lot more to do. You offset yeah. it. Yes. And Je- Jesse arguably fares even worse than Buzz, yeah. but as that character that a lot of people love and they introduce later. But yeah. I think you almost needed to do that because you had to s- split yeah. those guys you up to, to tell to a new story. Party, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And whether and I would hope that Five would give a similar kind of treatment to Buzz, mm. where maybe he's the focus and, and Woody's not so much. Yeah, like I, I know. Um, I guess I guess, in I a guess way, we've had Lightyear in between, which is a whole other thing. I so. guess at the core of it, like really four just tears at my nostalgia for it, I guess. Yeah. It just creates a rift that, that hurts a little bit. But yeah. I guess yeah. like I you say, it's point, it, yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> like and as I say, it frustrates me because it's so well made, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just insanely well done. And I get why so, it wouldn't be for everyone because yeah. like I say, I think there are a lot of us that with the sequel we actually want to see more of what we like. And the first three True. movies do do that quite yes. well. Like, and what you say, like you say, they explore different themes, but yes. they do give you just more of what we've had before because that's what actually people are enjoying. And they yes. do it better and more exciting yeah. And, yeah. and stuff and, and mix things up. Like, it's not, I'm not implying it's exactly the same story, yeah. but um, I, I guess in a way, like the way I think about story and, and stuff, it always comes from characters first. And yeah. there just seem to be a few little contrivances between three and four that just, like, yeah, that, that's probably my like real big nit- nitpicky with it and it's and it's such a small thing right yeah. like i don't think it matters consequentially it, at all it probably also helps for me yeah that it was just funny because i'm yeah. a big toy guy yeah the toy story isn't a franchise that i like i like <laughs> it but it isn't one that i hold especially dear like yeah. uh, there are other pixar movies like i'd prefer to watch up or i'd prefer mm. to watch Incredibles. Yeah, Incredibles. Before I, I love the Incredibles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, like, I still like Toy Story. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, Finding Nemo. Like, there mm. are all these other ones that I just love so much more than Toy Story. Yeah. And, and so I was happy to see Toy Story go in a different direction, as much yeah. as I liked the first three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, that was that was a good rant. Thank yeah, you. Roger Rabbit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Roger Rabbit. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> I think this is maybe a good- Unless you've got anything else particularly to talk about with mine specifically. And I, th- I Again, now that I've sat with it and had that yeah. Toy Story buffer to, to think about it, <laughs> I- I really enjoy what you did with all the characters, all the little showing ups, all the obviously celebrity culture of the 90s. Yeah. I think you've constructed something very solid that would actually work quite well in the canon of Roger Rabbit. So yeah. I just want to say well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so- Oftentimes I'll just write a story, but because this mm. was a mystery, I actually did over the couple of days before I write it, mm. write it, it brought it like in dot point form. Just like this is going to happen and these are going to be some of the mystery things. Yep. Because- you have to a mm-hmm. bit to make all that work. Yep. And then what came from that is an extra two or three days of just really thinking about what is this world. Mm. And if we think about what the world was in the 40s, that yes. this, like what would that have looked like in the 90s? And 
it was a very different world, right? Yeah, <laughs> so then, yeah. And trying to make it all fit was a lot of fun and yeah. using some of those real-life things. And while some of them are tragedies and I don't want to give the impression that I'm making fun of the tragedy itself, no. I think they they also are the kind of iconic points in history a little bit. Like, yeah, especially sort of like a celebrity. moment where the, the timeline is- it, Canon, you it, yeah, know, right. Like, right? Yeah. So I was like, then what would be the toed version of that? And so yeah. I chose some specific real life examples to adapt. Took yeah. a bit of very, obviously, very different direction too. But yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun writing this one. I, I'm really keen to see what you did because <laughs> th- I just feel like this franchise because there are Teddy sequels as well. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I did say to you off mic that I wrote this today, right? Like, yeah. I have, I have not spent too long on this. That was good and bad. Good because this is very much the type of thing I could have disappeared up my own ass. <laughs> so, I'm keen to share it next week. All right. so I'm going to go climb mi- in my cupboard and go to sleep. I think that might be a good time to call it then for this week. Do all the things that we always ask you to do. So, please. But I don't actually check if you've done them. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. No, but we appreciate them. Yeah, we do. So, leave a five star review. Uh, if you want to, that really does help share it with friends is probably even more helpful yeah just um, just you know share it with the ca- cartoon or animal lover in your life you know? and we've been getting some great comments lately we got some really good comments on the musical episodes we got mm, yeah. and we um, also got some just recently some nice stuff around our aussie kids specials as well so mm. it's been really cool to hear from people especially because we had that break and we've come back so mm. Please just keep hanging out with us. That's yeah. pretty much what we would like you to do. Yeah, you and- know, listen to the soft tones of our voices. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to one that you haven't listened to yet. If you, if Eat, you- pray, love if you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think until next time. To, to be, be continued. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at tmyl2. Find our polls and website at tmyl2. .wordpress.com. Our opening title is by Brett Harris. Getting Stronger Super Me was written by Theron Booth and was mixed by Paul Slater. This episode was edited by Nick Spone.
Over this, this is so unprofessional. That's not very Goodbye. Pro